Hi, I'm Leanne. I'm a light worker and a mother to three special girls. I strive to continue learning, growing, and to collect new skills. I'm a psychic medium, Reiki master teacher, and a Kashuk record reader and energy healer. I am so excited to share what I've learned and what I'm going to learn and the ups and downs of life. Thank you for joining me on my journey. Welcome to Life of a Lightworker podcast. Welcome. Thank you for joining me this week. In this very special episode, we have Mandy Morton. She is an intuitive and healer with a passion for teaching others how to activate their own soul gifts. She and her good friend, Allison, came together to build Soul Star Energy Collective, where they have developed a collection of intuitive development courses meant to awaken the soul gifts of their students, aligning them with their highest paths. I was so happy to have Mandy with me this week, and she is a wonderful person and an amazing intuitive, and I'm so glad that we can get to know Mandy a little bit better. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining me today. You're so welcome. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, well, me too. I love talking to you anytime I get the chance to. <laughs> Likewise. Awesome. So I'd like to start uh, from the beginning. Where did you grow up? And tell me a little bit more about your childhood. We're yeah. Start there. Okay. So it's interesting because I spent my childhood in one place and then I spent my teen years in another place. And then I was in my adulthood in a different place. So I was born and raised in Terrace, BC, which is um, Northern British Columbia. Mm. And um, I spent my childhood there. So it was a small community, very beautiful, surrounded by mountains. Um, It was a really great upbringing. I have two brothers and a sister. So we were all like, we all grew up together and had the same friends, went to the same school. It was just a really lovely childhood. And then when I was um, 13, my dad got a job offer to, I guess, relocate for a better, better position, more money. So he took that opportunity and moved us to Dawson Creek, which is even Northern BC. <laughs> and um, I spent my teen years there. So I was there until, uh, well, until I was about 21, but I went to high school, middle school and high school there, graduated high school. Um, and then, you know, lost myself a little bit after high school. And then my dad took another job and moved down to Vancouver Island, which is actually where he and my mom are from. And that they met on Vancouver Island. And then, um, so they had the first opportunity, you know, like 20 years later (laughs) to come back down to the island. Uh, He took it and then we all came with them. And so then I started my life on in Victoria. Now that's where I am, Victoria. So 20 years later. That's awesome. I love they had like a bit of a taste. You had like all parts of BC almost. I did. I really did. And all different kinds, like small communities and then bigger communities and then a bigger city. So, yeah. And I love that. Uh, Cause Dawson Creek is 45 minutes from where I grew up. Did you grow, where'd you grow up? Um, it is about, Peace. no, it, um, cause 45 minutes from Grand Prairie. So the opposite direction, but take Beaver Lodge and you go 20 minutes North and just like a little bit East. That's where I grew up. Tiny, uh-huh. tiny little Hamlet. Oh, um, okay. People never actually know what it is or where yeah. it is part of it. But people usually hear of if they know the area, they know of Grand Prairie or Beaver Lodge. So yeah, I definitely um drove through Beaver Lodge a lot mm-hmm. and then ended up 
in Grand Prairie a lot. (laughs) Yeah, because in Dawson Creek, like people always went to Grand Prairie to buy groceries and all the things because they had more stores and then no, it's like no PST. So. Yeah, it was. And then also, you know, when you're a teenager, the drinking age is 18 uh-huh. <laughs> in yes. Alberta when it is yes. 19 in BC. So we used to hop the border all the time and go to Grand Prairie. <laughs> well, well, yeah, like and, and, you, and, and like it's like a one to two hour radius around Grand Prairie. People would like come in on the weekends and like yeah. the population like doubles or triples just on the I weekend. Be- it's I believe it. <laughs> it's, it's pretty silly. I'm like, OK, all right. <laughs> This is interesting. We only lived in Grand Prairie for like a year. That was like six, seven years ago, seven years ago. Mm. And I was just like, yeah, it doesn't feel quite right. No. But it Mm. it works for now. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. I love, so I'm guessing you, actually, I'll I'll move over this way. We'll continue talking about younger childhood. Mm-hmm. Or what do you have a favorite childhood memory that when you think about your childhood, that's the one that pops up first where you're like, this this made you feel the best, or yeah. is the essence of what your childhood is was? Yeah. So um that's a great question. And so for me, because I work in energy and I I feel so much, um, I was thinking about this question and I was like, you know what, it's more of a feeling that an energy that I am connecting to. And I, you know, every time we came to Vancouver Island for vacation, because my my whole extended family lives on Vancouver Island. Um, so we would come to Vancouver Island for like almost every summer or at least every other summer to um, for uh, during the summer to visit and can reconnect with our family and stuff like that. And that is my favorite childhood memory. So like the energy, like I'm just coming here and the, the air, the salt air, the atmosphere, the vibe, the, the summer days, like it's just an overall really warming, like loving feeling. And I would say that's my favorite childhood memory is like summer vacation coming to Vancouver Island and just experiencing, um, experiencing the, the family and stuff like that. Well, I agree. I've only I've been to Vancouver Island twice. Yeah. Victoria once and I was just like there's something in the air. It just you just feel good. It, you like, do. You just your whole body it just like it's like it's radiating happiness. Like it it's hard to explain. It's just the change in vibration of the actual place is Yeah. It's amazing how how much just a location Mm-hmm. change how you feel I would have to agree with you there and I've experienced now that I'm more open and more open to energy and understanding different vibrations and sensing that um I, I'd have to agree with you certain and even more so certain areas on Vancouver Island now mm-hmm. have a higher frequency to me than other areas but even when I experience like the um Okanagan for example um I was in Vernon last summer with my son and he was like oh I really love it here and I was like, I do too. Like it just felt so cleansing. And then I realized that it was because maybe not because, but part of the reason probably was because there were sage bushes everywhere. <laughs> and I was like, oh, but now I want to put sage bushes all in my garden <laughs> because it was just like the air and the atmosphere and the vibration and the frequency of that place was just so um, cleansing. And so, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. I love that when you can find like that hot spot that's yeah. somewhat close to you or where you're, wherever you're visiting. Yeah. It just, it feels like it cleanses your soul. Exactly. And another place on Vancouver Island that does that for me is Tofino and Euclid. So that's like the, 
is that the west coast of the island and it's just I spent some time there with my husband a couple of years ago because it's you know it's on the island but it's still a few hours away from where I live and it's expensive to stay because it's a tourist place but um, I remember being there and I was kind of in the midst of my um, development and my awakening and I just remember like oh just it was so soul cleansing is how I how I like to describe Tofino it's soul cleansing it's so beautiful there all right. Well, that's the other place that I went to. <laughs> yeah, my husband and I went there uh, 14 years ago when we got married. Mm. That was part of our honeymoon. And I'm just like, oh, beautiful. Yeah, it was so good. Yes. So good. I loved it there. Me too. For your journey from when your childhood to going into adulthood, what was. So when you're looking back on your journey for mm-hmm. where you are right now, what would you say to another person who was on the same journey, on the same type of path? What would you say to them at different moments in your path or specific moments that were harder for you or more challenging? What would you say to them? That's a tough question because everybody's so different and they're experiencing it so different. But what I can share maybe is like where the difficult moments for me were and then kind of like some advice on how to move through it. Perfect. Um, so I would say that obviously when you're kind of starting, maybe not obviously, but for a lot of people, when you're starting out on like this type of journey, um, of awakening your soul and starting to ask those big questions about like, you know, what is my purpose? Like, am I really just meant to go to work every day and drive my kids to their activities? And like, you're just like not able to find happiness, even though there's no reason to be unhappy, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. So absolutely. I, I would say like for a lot of people who are starting there, they're kind of going through something similar to that, or there's some sort of huge shift in their life that's creating them to ask those questions um, or look at their life in a different way or um, some sort of traumatic event usually puts people on this type of path. But for me, it was those questions where, you know, I was in a really, um, like I was really successful in my job and I was making a lot of money. Um, So I was financially abundant. Um, Our kids were doing wonderful in their sports and school and socially. And my husband and I were great. And, you know, overall we still are like, everything's great. But at that moment I was like, why aren't I happy like this? I'm so exhausted. Like I was just in that hustle energy, like that hamster wheel of hustling, for money, like make more money, make more money, make more money. And, you know, trying to keep up with the Joneses and have the big house like everybody else and have the nice car. And it was like, that was like the agenda was to make more, to have more, to spend more. And at some point through that process, and it was, you know, years in the making, but Mm -hmm. at some point through that process, I got super burnt out and really unhappy. And I just needed everything. It was like all the chaos around me needed to stop. And I was just like, I don't, I didn't know how to stop it. So I started to go within and start asking those questions within. And it really like the first thing I can say to anybody that's in that, in that space or in experiencing that is to start with meditation and as corny as that sounds. And, you know, when you're in that energy, you're like, I literally have no time to breathe and you want me to meditate. Like that's the mentality that I was in as well. And I had, you know, talked to an intuitive and she was like, you need to meditate. But that's all she said. You need to meditate. And I was like, that was my, that was my reaction. I'm like, I laughed at her. I'm like, I don't have, I can't, I don't have time to meditate. Like, when do you want me to do this? 
So, but it got to the point where I got so burnt out that I needed to do something. And so I started with like a five to 10 minute guided meditation. I just found stuff on YouTube. It was like an energy cleansing meditation because when you're also feeling heavy like that, it's likely because you're carrying a lot of heavy heaviness energetically. So doing um, a cleansing on your energy is very supportive and you'll be so astonished at how good you feel after you after you receive an energetic cleanse whether that's from a practitioner like yourself or myself I'm an energy healer or whether that's just by doing a guided meditation to cleanse your chakras (laughs) or to do an energy cleanse yeah or just going into nature with the intention of like of cleansing cleansing. it makes a big difference that's why going out for a walk makes you feel so good I know but when you're always in your head even like for me going into nature at the beginning it was like yes it was beautiful but I still was always in my mind and Mm -hmm. I my the hamster wheel was going Mm -hmm. so I wasn't able to connect to the to the to the nature the way that I can now you know yeah. what I mean? So Completely. for anybody that's in that, in that area, I totally recommend starting with guided meditations. And one, the one thing I realized after the fact is that doing the guided meditations actually opened up and activated my third eye. Mm-hmm. And the reason is because they are guiding you um, and you're meant to visualize, you know, the guide. And yeah. at first, when you first start guided meditations, it's hard to visualize what they're asking you to visualize. And sometimes they go too fast and you're getting frustrated or you see something else. And then they'd ask you to, to, to see this and you're like, I can't even do this. And, you know, but it takes practice. So don't give up on the guided meditations. Cause I know a lot of people be like this. I can't even do that, but it just t- do the same one a few times and then it gets easier and then you'll get better at it. But I realized that later on, later on, as I was developing my, um, my soul gifts that my third eye had opened up what and activated when I was doing the guided meditations, because I was then able to slow down all the activity that I was that was going on in my mind, like all of the visions and things that were like, it was just like chaos in there. (laughs) So yeah, exactly. It's like your what your mind's capable of holding, like your channel is so clogged with all yes. the thoughts of the world. You need to like slowly remove them or quickly if it's possible. Yeah. Um, so that you can be yourself, feel yourself, and yep. connect with your higher self, you know? Exactly. So exactly. It's it clogged. <laughs> yeah. So that was kind of what started my journey and then kind of how I moved through it. And the advice that I have for anybody that's kind of like at that point. And then I would say the um The next part was really exciting for me because I was like, Ooh, I can, I have, I can be intuitive too. Like I can, I can be psychic. I could read energy. Like, what does that, what do you mean? And I was like, so excited to learn all of that. And so I went deep down the rabbit hole and I listened to all the podcasts and I, I followed people on YouTube and I read all the books and I finally came across, um, a few mentors that I learned from. And then, um, that was really activating and exciting Um, and then after I learned all that, the next hard part was, um, just like, I get, and I just went through it, you know, in last summer and kind of like fell into even just like, I think I kind of came out of it in March. So it's, it was a long time, Mm -hmm. but it was like, um, feeling of discouragement and, um, what's the right word kind of like, um, kind of like I give, I, I give up. Like, I just, I just wanted to give up because now that I was so wide open to everything that I understood, like I understood everything from a higher perspective and I could see things differently. And I understood myself differently, understood the world differently. Um, Then I got to this point where I was so discouraged that 
I wasn't able to step into my true purpose um, because of how the world, how the systems have been created, right? So I have to earn an income to keep this roof over my head, to feed my children, to do all these things. And I created all of that because of the programming and the way that the systems are like, you know, your whole life, you're like, go to school so you can get a good job so you can make lots of money and you can do this and you can do that and you can do this and you can do that. And so like, I created a life around that, especially when you're earning a, a like a really strong income, like the more you earn, the more you spend. So the yeah. more I earned, the more I spent. So like yeah. I created this, like, yeah. Right. Yeah, You get used to what you have and it's hard yeah. to go back once you're hard. at that level. It's so hard to go back. So I, um, had created, we created this lifestyle around that income. And then I felt stuck. And then I felt so disappointed. That's the right word that I was looking for. So disappointed and let down that I wasn't, I just didn't see a way that I was going to be able to help people the way I wanted to help people with, and still, and still have to work in my corporate job. And the corporate job is so uncomfortable and it doesn't feel aligned. And the energy is very strong, especially in the role that I I was in, um, because I've left that role since then. But Um, so I went into like this deep despair kind of through the summer and, um, like a deep sadness and just like this really heartbroken, like I was heartbroken. Um, but I was heartbroken, not only for the situation I was in, but also for the world. Like I was really sensitive to the energy of the world as well. And I didn't really pick that up at the time, but I was really connecting to the collective energy and the grief of the collective energy. Um, and so I actually took a leave of absence. I was guided by my, my spirit team to take a leave of absence over, um, you know, last September. And so I did, and that was really difficult for me to move through because there's this, these expectations and judgments of other people. And I know people on the team that I worked on, you know, they were kind of watching me from afar through the transformation that I was going through. And they knew that I was starting to like do readings and do energy healings and teach people how to do that for themselves, but, and they didn't understand and nobody asked any questions. So it was just a lot of judgment from behind the wall that I could feel. So I was like, well, this is just going to give them really something to talk about now. Right. But I took the, I took the leap and I did, um, I did take my leave of absence and it was for mental health reasons. And at first I was really excited to have some time off, um, and to work on my business, you know, kind of like behind the scenes and get that built for the new year, the things that we wanted to build. Um, but what really happened was I really went through a lot of healing and a a lot of shadows were brought up and a lot of fear was moved through. And I I worked with a counselor who did, um, somatic work and she journeyed me into like through meditation and we were connecting with like my inner child. And so it was really like really unbelievable and really healing. Um, but so heavy and so dark, I was having panic attacks. I'd never had panic attacks in my whole life, but, um, there was an experience early on when I was on leave and, you know, my daughter just had come home from her dance school, like every other day and just how loud she was. She wasn't being extra loud. She was just being regular loud, but everything was like, so, um, everything was turned up. So high like that. It was like, they were turning the frequency up for me, but that was really overwhelming for my body. So I had like panic attacks and I was breaking down everywhere. And I just, I thought I was losing my mind. Have you ever experienced that? I, yes. Yes, actually. <laughs> um, my, um, 
my oldest, uh, when she was younger, I want to say like seven ish, like dysregulation is a hard thing for her. So when she would explode because she just couldn't handle what was going on with her body, I would feel the energy emanate from her and it felt like a bomb was going off and I would get lightheaded. I have to fall on the ground. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't think. I was just like, I was like paralyzed from her energy and I didn't know what was really going on at the time. And Mm -hmm. I couldn't help her because I'm just like on the floor, like what's going on? Wow. Yeah. Like when you're just so sensitive, Mm -hmm. it just, you can just feel all this stuff. And especially when our kids, even if they're not doing anything, they emit a lot of energy Mm -hmm. and it affects us when we're like tuned, turned right up. Like, yeah. You have to like really dial it back in order to yeah. function. So yeah. it's yeah, I I can relate to that <laughs> feeling of being like paralyzed or you know, yeah, almost like attacked. Yeah, by it that was, energy. Yeah, it was, it was, and you know, I came into my office and I closed the door. I put my headphones on, and I like, I like just bawled, and I was like mm-hmm. bawling so hard, and I hadn't cried that hard in a really long time. And you know, when you're crying. Um, at this point, I understand that I'm releasing energy that needs to be released. Like I will let it out. I'm not going to try and hold it back. So I know that I know the higher perspective, like I know the bigger picture as to like why I'm crying so hard. Um, and it's because I need to release that energy. But I remember sitting there crying and I just felt my grandma come actually. And she came in and she consoled me. Like, so she was just, her energy was with me and she was telling me, I just felt so much love from her and so much compassion. Um, so that helped me get through that moment. And I'll never forget like that's, and when she was Earthside, um, she and I were close and she's, you know, I love her dearly, but I, that's probably the most connected I've ever felt with her. And, you know, she's now in the spirit world. Oh, that's so beautiful. I've got like tingles everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Just like, just that, oh, yeah. I, that. I could just feel the hug. Yeah. It was a beautiful, it was an energetic hug for sure. Yeah. But that whole experience is something I didn't expect to experience on this journey (laughs) and is probably one that most people or a lot of people will kind of move through, whether they do it more gracefully than I did or not. But maybe uh, you did do it gracefully. You just don't have anyone else to compare it to. (laughs) (laughs) Let's keep it like that. I just, I did that gracefully, but Mm -hmm. I think for whoever is, if anybody's kind of at that point where they're they're feeling discouraged because they can't, they don't feel like they can step into their soul gifts or do their purpose or uh, help do what they're here to do. Um, I think that like, if you need to get help, then get help. Like there's no shame in that at all. And just know that as you're moving through these difficult feelings, like you'll get, you will get through it. Like there is light at the other end of the tunnel um, and to just keep going, but um, it will all work out. And it's really like what I was what the very end of it, what I realized I was releasing was like, I had to step into surrender Mm -hmm. and, and move through fear because what actually happened when I returned to work is that I let go of that six figure job. And I took a non six figure job, (laughs) (laughs) but I still get to work from home and it's like, there's zero stress and I still have flexibility and, um, it's, it's exactly what I needed and what I was calling in. Um, but releasing that income was really, really hard. Yeah. Yeah. And I love 
how you're sharing this because so many people who are on a spiritual journey, especially people who are teaching, mm-hmm. don't want to appear like they're weak or they're struggling because they're trying to have this face. And you know what? Face. We're all on like a path. We're all on a cycle. Yeah, maybe something hard happened and then mm-hmm. you moved up. Yeah. So you're maybe you feel, you think you're a few levels higher, but then life hits you. Mm -hmm. And you feel like you're being dragged down, but you're not being dragged down. Really. You're just learning a lesson to continue moving up. Exactly. Like it's all about your perspective, but you people have that stigma attached to it. And I love that you're sharing it and it helps remove some of that stigma that other people might experience when, so that they might feel shame or want to hide what they've gone through. I agree. And it's, it's really important to know that if you're on this spiritual spiritual journey and you are not going through difficult times, like you're not doing healing or shadow work, like you're bypassing and it's going to like hit you all at once. So it's really important to move through them as they kind of present themselves. And even with regard to spiritual teachers, like all teachers go through difficult times. And I remember watching my spiritual teacher move through some shadows and healings and you know she took a step back uh, like went a little bit introverted and we have to do that because when we emerge we're just that much more ascended and knowledgeable and then we can share our experiences um and teach others kind of what we've learned it's important absolutely and like it humanizes them exactly they're not on a pedestal anymore it's more you can anyone can do this you can do this you can you can if you want to you can obtain that yeah, it's not like a special thing that only the elite can do. And, you, and that's the thing is that everybody is equal. And mm-hmm. I really, I really have a hard time when um, people put, well, anybody on a pedestal, but especially if anybody's looking up at me, that mm-hmm. like, I don't feel uncomfortable. I just want them to bring themselves up to that level that they put me at because we all are on the same level. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you're not coming down to their level. You're bringing them up. They, they can bring themselves up. up. Yeah, we're all yeah, equal. Bringing themselves. Yeah. yeah, we're all equal. And, you know, I work with this on, um, like, Allie has a hard time with that. My business partner, she mm-hmm. has a hard time with her. She, one of her main lessons in this lifetime is moving through her self-worth and stuff. So this is something that we work through together all the time. Because mm-hmm. often she will put, she'll be like, oh, no, you do it, Mandy. And I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> you do it. <laughs> like, yeah. We're equal here. Like, let's do this. So. So it's, uh, yeah, it's really important. It's really important for people to understand that. And even when I do readings for people who I would um, admire, for example, Mm -hmm. I, for whatever reason, I am quite, not easily able to, but I I do have that knowledge or that energy around like, so all of our souls are the same on like a soul level. So when I'm reading somebody that, you know, in person or in reality in human life would make me nervous to be around, if I'm doing an energy reading for them, it helps me, it helps me to release that ego, that fear, understanding that all of our souls are equal. And on the other side, there is no hierarchy. Yeah, absolutely. I would have to agree. It's like some people I might feel nervous about, but as soon as I get into the zone of actually working, I'm fine. Yeah. It's just that, you know, when, when you don't see them as the soul, when you see them as the person, yeah, it's very, it's very different. It's, it's nice to be, have, to be able to go into that perspective and then you can kind of let it trickle out in the rest of your life. You know, if you can. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. Yes, absolutely. 
So I know you're, you're a teacher. You taught me how to read the Akashic records. And I also took your, uh, the healing class you offer as well. What other classes and services do you offer uh, the public? Oh, we're so passionate about teaching others how to access this, um, access this skill. Cause we all have this skill. So we have, uh, we have, we started with what we call intuition 101. It's honestly a little bit embarrassing <laughs> because the way that we recorded it, we did it in person and we were, we were, it was like the first thing we did. So we plan to re-record this in the summertime. Um, but basically what intuition 101 is, it's on demand course. You can just purchase it. Um, but it's got like a million videos. Like, I think there's like 50 videos, but it talks about the foundation. So all of the things when I was going through, um, my spiritual awakening in my journey, all of the little bits and pieces that I learned along the way, like what is frequency? Why do you meditate? Like the soul's journey, what happens when you die? What happens when you incarnate? What soul contracts are like, uh, soul family, uh, like what is a, what is a star seed? Like all of those pieces of information we put into one on-demand course because that just builds a foundation it answers all those questions and then also our podcast that we call behind the emerald veil that we have very transparent and fun conversations about some of those foundational pieces um and people love like they they come to us and say thank you so much because i learned so much from you so it's a very um it's a free way to learn i guess kind of dip your toe in a little bit yeah i love your podcast you're very authentic and you're very just relaxed and you're having a conversation and the way that you can bring in a lot of humor and a lot of lightness to some of these air some of these things that can be kind of stuffy or boring sometimes when you're learning about it it makes it uh fun attainable and accessible and just awesome I love it thank you that is the the whole point it's really it's really a fun it's really fun we have lots of fun doing that so um so those are like our um the like that's our free content and then and then we have uh meet your spirit guide which we are actually starting in july so i'm not sure when you're releasing the podcast but before then okay so we'll be starting this uh course it's a four-week container that we we hold um and it's really just holding space for people and teaching them our method on how to connect with your spirit guide and how to get to know your spirit guide and how to communicate with your spirit guide but The most exciting part of this course is learning how to journey with your spirit guide, because when you learn how to journey with your spirit guide, that is where they're going to teach you. So then it's like, okay, now I have this connection and I trust this connection. And now they're going to take me places like in your mind. Um, So it's in meditation, which is why it's important to meditate because this is how you communicate with your guides. Um, But uh, so that is, so we teach people how to journey with their, with their spirit guides. So it's a quick four weeks, but it's very packed full of, beautiful um content and and lessons and then we're I think we're going to switch that to an on-demand course at after we teach it live one more time so we'll be teaching it live in July and then our game changer course which is what we really love is our it's our eight-week course called soul star intuitive and that is where we teach people how to connect with energy other than your spirit guide. So we teach you how to read energy, how to receive messages from energy, how to differentiate different frequencies and energy. Um, and then how, like, if you wanted to do readings, for example, this is the course that you would take. So you could learn how to do readings for other people, but you could also learn how to do reading, like read energy for yourself or your family members. 
you can read the energy of, you know, a house. So if you want, if you were a realtor, this would be really beneficial. You can read the energy of a business. So if you're a business coach, this would be a beneficial course. Like every, this course is for everybody. Um, and this is where you really activate your crown chakra. So our crown chakra is the chakra that connects between, that is the bridge between us and the universe. So we're really working to activate your crown chakra. And that's where you're going to have like easy access and constant communication with your guides and the universe around you. Um, yeah. And then we have the Akashic Records course after that, which is a six week course in you took. And that's, of course, how to read the Akashic Records and what you can do within their records and how to work within the records. And then our final course is another six week course called Soul Star Healer. And that's where um, we teach healers how to do other energy work. So working you know, within it, like doing past life healings or working with sacred, sacred geometry, doing, you know, shadow work, uh, cord cuttings, inner child work, that sort of stuff. So, and then we're actually um, just open the doors to register for our soul activating journey, which is like a six month container to take you through all those courses. Oh, awesome. I love yeah. that. Yeah. So for, I know you've, feels like you've designed them to go in sequence, Yes. but are there are there certain people that you allow in at different junction points, depending on where they are in their journey? Or is it kind of like a basis, like one-on-one kind of like you decide Mm. who, where they fit or what, how does that work? Like if somebody's already started developing a little bit? Yeah, no, that's great question. So we have designed it to kind of mimic the awakening process. So if you're already on your journey and you feel really confident as a healer, for example, and you just, you wanted to kind of upgrade or up-level your healing skills, then we would absolutely allow them, you to jump into Soul Star Healer. And if you were, it's all frequency. So you have to be able, your frequency has to be high enough to be able to access the Akashic Records or access the, you know, the healing frequency. So it, it kind of depends on where you're at and if your frequency is high enough to access those points. So there would likely be a conversation just to make sure that it, you're ready for it because um, we would hate to just take somebody's money just for the sake of taking your money. Do you know what I mean? And then yeah. watch you suffer or struggle through the course. Like that would feel really unaligned and icky to us. So we don't want to put anybody in that position. Um, but we're not going to say no to anybody either if they really truly want to come in, but there might be recommendations too. And, and say, you know, like if you've never even meditated and you want to step into the Akashic records course, probably we should start at the beginning. (laughs) It would be a little, little, uh, more challenging. Yeah. Well, they wouldn't be able, they wouldn't be able to access the records and it would be very frustrating probably. Yeah. Yeah. And then you'd feel really down on yourself all these other people are able to do it and you're having a hard time so it's not going to be supportive for you at all to jump ahead in what you're physically and mentally able to handle at that moment yeah but people who are doing like mediumship readings or who are developing their mediumship skills uh I find that their frequency and their ability like you for example were already doing mediumship readings and then you like the Hashtag records was so easy for you it's like you lived there um, yeah, so, <laughs> literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when you jumped in, we, there was no question about your, um, ability to, to do that course at all. And then obviously stepping into soul star healer afterwards, um, was good too. No, well, I literally loved how you guys taught your style, mm-hmm. how you presented the information, how supportive you were and how open you were to other people experiencing it different ways. 
Yes, that's huge. So it was thank you. Yeah, it was really expansive and I made some really good friends in yeah. the classes. So I am so glad I did it. I am so thankful I met you guys. It was we, meant to be. It really was meant to be because <laughs> the way that we met was, you know, <laughs> divine. Yeah. There's is it how many people there was lots of people in that class that the class like, that we took together that we met at yeah there was lots of people that didn't get paired up yeah and we just happened to be paired up and yeah. it just worked great like as soon as um as soon as I heard about the catch records as soon as I heard it's like oh you have a podcast I'm just like I'm gonna just like sneakily go look at that <laughs> I'm just like I feel really called to like really know more about you guys and yeah I'm just like I feel kind of like a creeper just like I'm gonna okay. go listen to you over here I love that actually the podcast is a really great way to get to know like who Ali and I are and how we how we like to I guess connect and teach but I have to say sometimes I worry that the podcast is so like you know casual that people will think that we don't take our teaching seriously but we definitely do because when you're in the containers there's um there, this work is very sacred and it, I feel so honored to uh, to uh, first, first of all understand and know how to use these gifts but also to be able to teach others how to use it so so making sure that's clear um through like there is definitely this vibration of sacredness and honoring your your ability to do that throughout the courses it isn't something that we take lightly um, and it is not a party trick, right? Yeah. And I think you do a really good job at that because I've experienced you as, or both of you as co-students mm -hmm. and then I've experienced you as listening to your podcast and then I've experienced you as a teacher and the, you're, you just show up authentically in each place and getting to know you on a personal level through the podcast makes it more comfortable for mm. me to be able to show up as myself yeah. in the class. I don't need to shy away or be scared to bring up certain things because you guys are just, you say everything in the podcast. <laughs> so it doesn't, I don't feel like I needed to um, filter myself. Beautiful. I or love feel that. ashamed or like I needed to hide. I could just yeah. be myself. And that's the best place to learn is to be fully yourself and open and to be vulnerable. Yes. Huge. And I think they mesh so well together so that you can create, you can hold these people who are being the vulnerable themselves mm -hmm. and you've just, you hold them so lovingly. Oh, thank you. So, that means so much to me. Yeah, it is, it's, it's really great. important for Ali and I both to get to know our students. Like we've experienced mm -hmm. being a student as well. Mm -hmm. And your teacher just sort of lectures on the zoom and you're listening, but there is no personal communication or no personal contact. And that is something that Ali and I love to do is to get to know our students and to like literally be there along the way with them, which is why we like to keep our containers small. And, you know, we have grand dreams of having huge containers and tons of students and stuff, but also there's part there's a part of us that are like, we really enjoy the, the connection that we're building and the friendships that we're making because our students are becoming our friends so and our soul sisters. So it's beautiful. Yeah, we're drawn to you for a reason. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> like maybe there's room for both. Maybe in maybe. the way the future works, who knows? Like you can have those small intimate containers, but you can also offer other things to the masses. Yeah. Yeah. In large groups. Like who knows? Like everything's possible. You don't have to lose those really sacred things that you yeah. really enjoy. Yeah. 
I know we'll have to figure that out. I'm sure it'll all come together and it'll all become clear when the time is right. Yeah. Your souls have it figured out. I know. <laughs> They're just not giving everything to you right now. <laughs> right. They're just like, I'm just going to give them one little grain of rice. Right. There you go. Here's your, here's your little tiny trail. It's like, you're awesome. Your portion for the day. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, oh, like it'd be nice to know more, but like, then they're like, but then it wouldn't be the lesson. And I know. Yeah. No. That's frustrating. We have to be, we're here to be human. So I yeah. guess we got to be human. No matter how frustrating it is for us I sometimes. I agree. I agree. <laughs> oh, geez. So uh, you talked about your plan, like you're planning on recording um, your course to be another on-demand offering so that mm -hmm. you'd have two of them. Mm -hmm. But what other plans do you have for the future that you might want to share? So that could be like a few months, could be a few years, something mm. that you have dreams of, or you want to say out loud so that you have the accountability to follow up. <laughs> I, that's such a, we have so many plans, but <laughs> you know, what's holding us back is our corporate jobs. <laughs> yes. So we, if we had more time, we would do all of it. But I think what we are excited to, what we're excited for. So we have our soul star light workers community, which is a free community on money network. So that, that space is something that we plan to grow more um, and where we'll offer our free workshops um, and where we'll show up and we have intuition challenges. And, and basically that space is just for the curious person who's, who's kind of dipping their toe into this, to this world a little bit and wanting to understand a little bit more without any commitment. So that's a good space for that. But what we're planning to build, I think like, oh, there's a few things. So one is that we're really finding that there's two people that are on this path. One, the, the, the soul that is ready to develop and step into service. And then the soul who really just needs to do some soul development and some healing. So we have created all of our courses for the individual that is ready to develop their intuition and step into service. So we are, there's things percolating in, and I, I can feel it in the orbits, like in my, in the air. And as we're just waiting for it to land, but it is going to be more of a healing journey. So the person, the soul who's, who doesn't want to, doesn't necessarily want to develop their skills to be, to be a service, but somebody who really just wants to, and wants to calm it down and do some inner work, do the shadow work, like create time to meditate, to journal, like just to get to the, know themselves at a soul level without like wanting to learn how to read energy or be a healer. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that is their own energy. Yeah. So that is something that is kind of like coming in slowly and just waiting for things to land. Um, and then, so that's something that's probably going to be coming in the fall, maybe, maybe early next year. And then we're hoping to create an alumni space for the students that have, you know, gone through our courses so that, cause it's so hard when you spend so much time with your, with the students and we're building these friendships and these connections and they're really like soul sisters. And then it's like, okay, well, see you later, <laughs> like stay in touch. Do you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. It would be nice to continue to have a space where we can communicate and be in community and um, share, you know, what's working for us and what's challenging for us and help each other move through that and maybe even practice um, some of the services that we're wanting to bring out to the public, but just need a little bit more time fine tuning. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yes. So 
I love that idea. Yeah. Because like I definitely contacted or was in contact with a bunch of people from the class. Yeah. But we weren't all together. I know. So I like that idea of being back together. In community, we just yes. building a community of people who are who are in service or who are wanting to learn or develop more and all that sort of stuff. So I think that is something that we're, we've been trying to create that for a while, but really what's holding us back is our time. Um, because we don't, because we are still working corporate jobs, it's when are we going to find the time to hold that space for, for everybody? So that is something that we're working on. And then we really do see our courses going on fully on demand at some point, but then taking it into community again. So anybody can purchase the courses, but then you'll have the option to come into development circles like a, like a membership program type where you can come in and practice what you're learning, but without having that commitment of having, like having to practice if you don't want to, because there's also a lot of people out there who aren't ready to come out of the closet and who are curious, but don't necessarily want to be vulnerable. Yep. Yeah. I love that. So Mm -hmm. it doesn't push people too far out of their comfort zone Mm -hmm. that when they're more hesitant and, but Mm -hmm. when they are ready to step up, you have a very comfortable, safe space to welcome them into. Yeah. So I think the structure of how we offer our courses will evolve um, over time. And then, and then we'll continue to hold space for the people who have developed in a community and then and then creating something for the individual who's really just looking to do some healing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. yeah. And I know you do like one-on-one sessions and like healings with clients. Yeah. What do you, do you see yourself going fully into the teaching? Do you think that you'll continue doing some sessions? Like what does, or at least right now, and what maybe you might think about for the future, what feels right for you? Like, what do you want to do? So that's so hard because it's, it's, it's heading towards the teaching and just going into teaching. So we do offer readings and healings at the moment, but because we're so busy um, with the teaching, we are finding a hard, like we're finding it hard to create the time to do the other stuff. So we'll probably have to close our calendars at some point and then we'll just open them, you know, once or twice a year. Um, and then, but if, when we're in this work full time and we don't have to work corporate anymore, (laughs) that could, that could completely change. Um, and I could see myself doing in-person healings even, um, on certain days and then doing readings and stuff like that. But, um, right now it's definitely leaning towards the teaching Mm -hmm. because we are so passionate about, you know, bringing this out so that everybody can access this for themselves. Um, and it's so important for everybody to access this for themselves because it's really so transformational and life-changing, um, that, you know, if you could do anything for yourself this year, it would be to, to really just reconnect with your soul. Yeah. Yeah. I find, uh, both of your energy separate they're both very bright, but when you bring them together, I feel like it just like it sparks and it just, illuminates everybody else like turning on all these light switches Mm, like when you alchemize together yeah you just amplify each other's energy yes it's like and it's like I can you can feel it just like listening to the podcast just hearing your voices like you can feel (laughs) that energy and like it's so uplifting and they always make me smile and that raises your vibration (laughs) it does and it like activates you and like so just uh 
hearing you guys and being together, it, it changes other people. So I am so grateful that you guys are working together. Thank just, you. We are I too. It. I love you guys. You're the best. Thank you. I appreciate We love you. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> oh, geez. <laughs> so I have another question for you. Yeah. So who do you look up to? And that could be personally or professionally, like someone mm. you want to, they're like, oh, I want to be like you someday, or you like how they go into a situation or you, mm. there's something that you, about them that you want to bring into yourself. Mm. I love that question. So, okay. So there's a few, okay. <laughs> I don't know. How to answer that. <laughs> That's okay. All right. So there's a few people. So the first, the, I would say the the mentor that I look up to the most, I would say is Danielle Serenk. Yeah. The Squamish awesome. medium. Yeah. And yeah. And the reason is because she's so, she's just so genuine mm-hmm. and she's so heart centered and she really, she really is very good at taking a pause before moving forward. And, and cause I can be quite spontaneous and I'm like, all these ideas, let's do it. And then, um, but I really um, admire her ability to just like, really, she's so grounded in, in her energy. And I just really admire that about her and, and the way that she teaches is so loving as well. Um, so I admire her as a teacher for sure. Um, I really admire Allison, my business partner, mm-hmm. and I um, admire her because her, like her strength in um, and her courage because Allison, you know, two years ago or three years ago, when we were kind of like developing together, there's no way on God's green earth that she would ever a have a podcast or talk about spirituality in public or B have her face on an Instagram page or do reels or anything like that. So her ability and her courage to move through those spheres and to be seen has is, is I just admire her, her courage there. And she's also so good at um, pausing as well, because again, like I can just get into this energy of like really excited to, to move forward with some of the ideas that are coming in. And she's as frustrating as it can be. Cause sometimes it feels like this energetic, like door shut in my face. <laughs> right. she's yeah. Also very good at saying, you know, taking it down, bringing me down a little bit and grounding me into that energy and, and then talking through it. So, um, I admire her as a soul, as a soul sister and as a business partner. And I, I admire her courage and her growth. So, and then, um, I really admire our students, honestly, because every single one of them, I see a part of myself and every single one of them, um, every single one of you and every, like, it's just, I admire the vulnerability and the courage to be vulnerable and to put yourself out there to learn um, and to go through the healing journey that is kind of like awaiting as you develop your spiritual and your soul gifts. So yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Oh, I love those answers. And yeah, I definitely would definitely agree with you from what I have experienced of those people as well. Um, (laughs) I can see it. 100%. 100%. I love that. So I'm really curious. What was I, I know from talking before listening to the podcast that your children helped wake you up, Mm -hmm. helped bring you onto the spiritual path. But was there one specific event that brought it on? Or was there a bunch of events that brought together, woke you up? 
That's a good question too. So there was definitely one specific event that kind of sparked things. And it was, um, so my son is quite open and funny enough, he's, so he's 15 now. Well, he'd be 15 next month, but um, his gifts are coming back online and things are getting loud for him again. Um, but when he was eight, we had just moved into the house that we're in now and uh, the activity was quite loud. And I didn't, I, I was completely like sleeping, you know, mm -hmm. like I was not conscious, consciously aware of energy at all at that time. So I remember our first night, things were like, the house was creaking and cracking so loudly. And I was like, what is happening? And if there was activity going, that was activity that was going on. And then we did a, a renovation in the kitchen and we took a wall down and there was this activity in, in the house um, again, but I didn't realize, I didn't really connect it because I didn't, I didn't know what that was or what that was like or what to what that experience was but there's one night so it was a, a multiple nights in a row where my son would come into my room and he was terrified that somebody was trying to break into our house um because he thought that maybe the guy that lived here before us was a bad guy and that other bad guys were going to come and try to kill him. <laughs> so they did, and they wouldn't have known that he moved. So then right. we were going to get killed. So this was like his a lot of anxiety for right? an eight-year-old. That's, yeah. that's a heavy subject for an eight-year-old to be worried about, right? It, right. And, and also very ridiculous. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like what are the, so, but in his eight-year-old, you know, imagination, this was very plausible and definitely could happen and was likely happening to us right now. So there was uh, multiple nights since we moved into the home where um, something would wake him up and he would hear things downstairs and he would come into my room and say somebody's in the house and then we would have to go look. And then I think we got like cameras to help him calm down. We would lock the doors with him. We would lock all the, the windows with him, like just whatever we could do to lock, to help him. But then there was one night in particular where he... Um, he came running into my room and he was so terrified. His face was white. He was shaking. And he said, there is somebody in the house. I saw their flashlights and he was like dead serious. And he's his, his fear was in now in me. And now I was scared. So it was like, and it was terrifying. So of course, you know, we all get up and we look around and there's nobody in the house. Um, but then now this was like such a, like, it was like a, the spark that kind of sparked it all because then I was like, well, I'm not getting any fucking sleep. Sorry. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I can swear, but it's a go, no, go right ahead. That's okay. Yeah. Like I'm not getting any sleep at night anymore because Jace is so scared of, of the night. Um, what can I do? And I just knew, um, I just, I guess I intuitively knew that I couldn't just like say this isn't anything because clearly it was something so I had just worked with a medium at like my corporate job and she was a client of mine I guess the month earlier so I called her <laughs> and I was like can you help me this is what's happening and she connected and she said yes and then she told me that the activity was actually an old older man who um, had lived in the house at some point and he was curious about the renovations that were going on. So he had returned and he was like, Jace was actually seeing him with his physical eye. Um, yeah. So he was, you know, we asked him to leave all the things, but then she told me what happened with this, the flashlights. Cause Jace said he saw flashlights on the, on the wall outside of his door. And she said, those were angels, angels there active. And they were there to show him 
and themselves, like to show themselves to him and to kind of activate him. And that was part of the activation for me too. So Jace was part of his purpose is, was to activate me so that I can help him grow into, you know, what he's going to be growing into. I love that. When you said the flashlights, I'm like, oh, angels, angels, <laughs> there's angels there. It was angels. Yes. Oh, I love that. Uh, well, I don't know why they always have to make it so scary for the kids right? so that we get so scared that we have to like go and save them. Like, it'd be nice if we didn't have to feel that and we could just yeah. wake up on our own with happiness instead well, of being like, I have to fix this. And see, I, I understand that too, because um, I, you know, this is a question I have because I know the angels can send frequencies of love Mm -hmm. and peace and calm so why would they why would they sh show these lights or whatever let him see them and then not send him <laughs> frequencies of like calm and peace mm -hmm. and love he just yeah. felt all the fear but yeah. I guess that had to be it had to be that way otherwise he probably wouldn't have said anything to and me you wouldn't have woken up yeah <laughs> I know it's it sucks that that's the way it has to be yeah but I'm just like Oh, I guess so. Maybe the next generation doesn't have to do it that way. Right. That's right. the hopes. Yeah. But yeah, I love uh, angel lights. Me too. They're so much fun. I agree. I, I haven't seen one in a while, but I saw like quite a few like back to back and I'm like, oh, this is the best feeling in the world. Isn't it? The frequency oh. of the angels is just, oh, it's beautiful. Oh, it's just, yeah. And I'm just like, I can't even, there's no words. I'm like, it's just tingly love yeah just brings you up I love it so much me too well thank you so so much for joining me today oh, I love so I love learning more about you oh thank and you I love connecting with you like I I have only really experienced you guys together not mm -hmm. very often apart so True. I know during the class sometimes you were different or separate yeah but for the general public you're usually together on the podcast. So I wanted them to experience just you and then just Allie so that they can kind of see a little bit different side of you. Oh, I, that's lovely. Thank you. Hmm. Well, I had so much fun. Oh, me too. I, as I said before, I just love you and love both of you. And I love the work you do. Thank you. So thank you. If you feel called to work with Mandy, you can visit her website at thesoulstarenergycollective.com. You can see them on Instagram. It's soul.star.energy.collective. And their podcast is Behind the Emerald Veil. All the links will be in the show notes. Thank you for joining me and I'll talk to you next time.